Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Black Health Academy podcast. The Black Health Academy is an affordable membership site and community dedicated to the eradication of chronic disease in the black community. Chronic diseases such as obesity, type 2 diabetes, hypertension, autoimmune disease, and stress-related illnesses. Be sure to visit www.theblackhealthacademy.com to join the community, get in on the conversation, and begin to eradicate some of those chronic illnesses. Welcome to the podcast. I'll be your host and Black Health Academy founder, Miss Lisa A. Smith, joined by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jack. Ooh, woo. <laughs> oh, all right. Let me jump right here. So we went out the other day, me and my coworker. We went, <laughs> had some drinks after work, right? <laughs> so listen, we met, uh, well, we didn't meet the guy. We didn't know him. He okay. was actually at the bar. We were at the, my coworker and I, and he was a, uh, what's the purple and gold? What's that? A Q. Q. He was a Q, yes. Okay. And so he was meeting up with fellow Qs and he was saying they do this big thing and everything. I started talking to him. And I was telling him, like, I I was like, I always want to be a part of sorority. I was like, but I'm too old now. I was like, he was like, no, you can do this, this and that. I was like, no, I think I'm just going to start pretending. I was like, no one know. How will anyone know if I'm authentic or not? And I was like, I'm just going to start putting on my... um, resume and he was like no they will know just like he's like what if you know we're doing an interview and what are you into um he was like let's say something you're really into and you had to do an interview uh-huh. you would ask certain questions yes you would be like okay like for instance nasa yeah oh, okay what program how much okay did you do this 12 months or eight months or whatever i was like no i think i can do it i was like matter of fact I'm going to make like a, a, a like a little call. And I start doing this little fake call. He was like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I, I absolutely not. No. No. Yeah, that's not you. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> no. And he is right. Like you will get murdered claiming to be I a part of a sorority. So. And you are not. No. I, I can skate by. And then he went on to tell me a story about someone who faked it for 20 years. They got into this really big corporation, this nice cozy job and a person that they had wronged years ago mm-hmm. outed them like this person is not who they say they are because the person was actually from that sorority that they had um tried to be in but right. didn't make it and that so, person kind of outed them but it was 20 years later they had already been benefited right from the lie and i think i can you know i might be Don't a, you a delta what what no i can't no, you you can, but you can't. Like Jay can't because your integrity won't allow you to do it. Like cool, whoop. no, no. <laughs> I'm a learner. <laughs> we should have a we should have a call for the Black Health Academy. though. I like school whoop. Is it school? Does anyone already have that? I doubt it. The hood. <laughs> <laughs> but we might be calling the wrong people. We Let's might chill. be summoning Let's, the let wrong Let us do a little crowd. research and we'll get back. And to we'll you. yeah yeah we'll include that at the end with the pledge. Okay. Sounds good. And my life and so it's depends good. on it. School <laughs> It works for me, so I'm kind of liking the sorority. Listen, okay? Anywho. Anywho, welcome to the podcast. It is February. It's Black History Month, so we are really excited to share with you this month some extraordinary feats our people have made, like we do every month. It's really no different for us, though, because... We do the Driven segment every month. Mm -hmm. Um, And during that Driven segment, we highlight one individual in the black community who has made a significant impact on health or wellness in the black community. So let's dive into Driven before we get into our wait what. Okay. Uh, So this this today uh, during our Driven segment, we're going to highlight a woman named Alexa Irene Kennedy, who's still living. She was born November 7th, 1950. So she's 67 years old. 
And Alexa was the, um, in 1972, she became the uh, first African-American woman to become uh, the first black neurosurgeon in the United States, the first female neurosurgeon in the United States. And she was accepted as a resident at the University of Minnesota. And so that 1976. I know it's it's sad because it, that was just yesterday. It was much. just yesterday. I was so shocked yeah. to read that. Like, really, we just got our first black female neurosurgeon in 1976. Yeah, the first black female neurosurgeon and she, and this happened at the age of 26, which is super dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing at the age of 26, but the doggone one being a neurosurgeon somewhere. And so, <laughs> um, and so, but was super dope. Shout out to Michigan. Um, after four years at the children's hospital of Michigan, she became chief of the hospital's neurosurgery department. And in 1993, she received the American women's medical association president's award. And she's done a ton of research in neural uh, surgical techniques, which resulted in the invention of a programma- programmable anti-siphon shunt, which is used to treat excess fluid in the brain. And she s- shares a patent for that invention as well with two other neurosurgeons. So uh, Miss Dr. Kennedy is kind of dope. And I love that she's a living legend. I love that she's a living legend. And I love the fact that she, the reason why she got in um, interested in this whole thing was from a summer program. Mm. Like someone... And it's always like we talked about this before, how, you know, when people are just giving um, major thanks to the person who actually achieved these things, it's always people in the wings who probably inspired this thing. Like who told her, hey, there's this program or how did she even get into this program? But a summer program that she went to inspired her down this path. So I think that was majorly cool, too, because. You know, you never know what you get into. It could be so small and so insignificant yes. to you. Yes. And it might impact your whole entire future and gener- for generations to come. Like, Absolutely. you just don't know. So when an opportunity presents itself, you know, like um, a summer camp for your children or for you or whatever it is, like, take advantage of it. Absolutely. Just like your internship, you went and, and you learned different things. You lived in a different country for months. And then there's, there's things that... You even if it doesn't directly impact your career, but it it downloads the seeds or plants the seeds yes. to be watered for whatever it is you want to do in the in the future. Later, you're absolutely right. I think the best teacher is not uh, a formal educational setting; it's exposure. And mm-hmm. so, the more you can expose yourself as well as your offspring to this world is invaluable. Like you said, there's so many lessons I pull from living abroad that I don't even think about until I'm in that moment. Right. And you don't even think about at all because it's in your subconscious. Like you do certain things or you don't do certain things more importantly. Yes. Because even when you told me, it's always in the back of my head when you went to um, Italy and you were like the fruit when you first got there, it was just like rotting like in the grocery store. and, And it was weird because... I believe it was Italy. Mm-hmm. And it was like, it was weird because like, why don't they have fresh fruit? Why are their fruit rotten? But we had gotten so used to our fruit having all of these different things to, um, you know, these pesticides and everything to keep them fresh. Yes. Where their fr- fruit is um, fresh and it's supposed to rot. It's supposed to go bad. So right. now I look at fruit like, okay, 
I haven't had this for a week now. Why is it not? Why is it not browning? Right. You know, so exposure, yeah, like you said, is everything. It's everything. And small things like that, you never know how it impacts you. So you're right, Dr. Kennedy going to a summer program and then going on to become the first black female neurosurgeon is huge. And when you hear people's stories like that who have made a huge impact in our world, it's so interesting to hear the small seed or nugget from which it was bloomed. And You know what I mean? It's never like this big, you know... Phenomenal. It's like, oh no, I just had this one teacher who said this one thing, and here I am. And you know? here I am, just like Les Brown. He said, you know, he he went through his whole life thinking he was stu- the stupid twin because he had a twin. Yes. And you know, it's, it, that one teacher took him to the side, like, don't ever say that again. And that changed his whole. He's like, no, you are whatever you say you are and whatever you believe. You don't ever call yourself stupid again. And that changed the whole diet. I mean, he's a motivational speaker now. One of the and greatest. He literally in the world. was saying, no, I'm the stupid twin. Yes. At one point, until yes. someone said. No, you're not. Yes. And so, yeah, that, I think that is super, um, super amazing. And and she's the type of person that I think about when, um, like, someone asked us on Facebook, I know you you get tired. I know your workouts are hard. What do you tell yourself? Like, remember when that question was asked? Yes. Like, I, I know you guys are human. I know you talk about health and wellness all the time, but you're human. And I'm not going to believe that there's no days you go to the gym yeah. and it's not hard. What do you tell yourself? And it's people like her that... I think about when it's like, okay, I'm so tired, but I can keep going. Like people have faced much bigger obstacles than doing five more reps on the leg press. Like, you know <laughs> I love mean? it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, come on now. Someone at, at, in the 1976, when all doctors, all all those surgeons were white, when and patients male. didn't even want you yes. to touch them because of the color of your skin. Yeah. You had to face so many different obstacles. Yeah, I, I can. I think I got five more minutes or ten more minutes, or I can add twenty more pounds, or I can get up and hit this gym. Absolutely, and I can absolutely. Say no to eating dairy, and it's. I think about all of these yes. things. Yes, really. Yeah, the, I think uh, you know the easier that life has gotten for us uh, over the past several decades because of women and individuals like her who have paved the way and made the road much smoother has also inadvertently made us more psychologically lazy. And unfortunately, you know, uh, we've let our black privilege put us in a position to where we don't think we have to work that hard. And and we give ourselves permission to fail. We give ourselves permission to give up. Right. When individuals like her were bred from black privilege. I'm stuck on that. I need you to elaborate. Well, we, we, we didn't have to be slaves. We don't have to protest to be enrolled into some of these universities and programs. We can just apply. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying we don't get denied because of, you know, discrimination, but it's much easier. You know, we can drink out of water fountains. We can go in the front door now. Right. So we do have privileges over our ancestors. Over. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so because we have that. Right. And, 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 you know, we can. March now. We can start our own movements now. We have gained enough uh, of the economic and buying power now when we can choose to just start our own or boycott theirs, right? right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so we can attempt to move into their neighborhoods. And so um, we have taken that privilege and become lazy. 
You know, we don't have to work as hard for it. We don't have to stand up for ourselves as often because right. they did it for us. Yeah. And so I think it's made us kind of psychologically uh, lazy to some aspects. And we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. And, and so it, it saddens me when we don't work as hard to be the first or to not give up in a gym or to push ourselves to go even though we don't feel like it. Yeah, because it's so... Um, well, first, let's just wrap this up. Alexa Kennedy, mm-hmm. thank you for being driven. driven. Thank you for inspiring us. Thank you for giving me more motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you for being a role model. Thank you for showing people that we are not just another black face and that we do have our own minds. We do have our own work ethic. We do have our own. Uh, we just, we have everything. We're equipped with everything. Yes. So thank you for being the face of that. Yes, 100%. Uh, Thank you for being driven. And guys, these segments are always designed to inspire you to be driven as well. Get out of the passenger seat and get into the driver's seat of your own health, life, and career. (laughs) One thing that's funny, someone said people, some some people are not even in the passenger seat. They're in the trunk. No, (laughs) nope. They they don't even see what's going on. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, like, take me where I don't care. Wow. You don't even have a vision of the road coming. Not only are you not behind the wheel, you're not even the passenger. You can't even see the road. Yeah, you can't even say, tap the driver and say, nah, I'd rather go this way. You just have completely given up and you're in the trunk. And you're letting life life. happen. Life's just happening. Just wake up and see where life takes you. Oh. I know, right? Ouch. (laughs) Yeah, so thank you, you guys. Stay driven. Stay driven. Uh, And now for weight. What? What? (laughs) Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? My wait, what is real quick. Uh, I I was in New York City this past week. Uh, I was leaving a soiree late at night. Not super late, but at night after 10 p.m. Walking down the streets to Tribeca by myself. Completely missed the curb tripped and I didn't even know I was falling until I was on the ground it wasn't one of those trips where you stumble and it was like oh baby I'm going down right it was literally like I was face I'm talking about fell on my belly face planted <laughs> on the sidewalk in NYC girl my my purse flew off my arm my arm was sprawled out in front of me it was so absurd and ridiculous no I didn't have time to be I was like, now this is a doggone shame and got up. It was so, so that's not my way. What though? So I fell at NYC, got up, walked back to my hotel. Oh, I'm sorry. Limp back to my hotel. My right hip was hurting a little bit. Um, and I'm pretty sure that I probably sprained my right foot. First of all, not. No, I got attitude. I'm sorry. No, I don't need the exhaling and all. No, I have a straight attitude. I'm sick of it. Whatever. So. Nope. I'm about to elaborate. No, you're not. Yes, I am. I'm doing my way what? You can vent in a minute. Okay. (laughs) So, but my way what is, that happened on Tuesday and I promise you, I was like, okay, am I about to be down and out for two weeks? I got stuff coming up. I got clients to train. I got speaking engagement. Like I can't, I can't. When I tell you, I felt better within 48 to 72 hours. My hip stopped hurting uh, that night. And I thought about you immediately because you know how scared you are of your hips? <laughs> yes. I was like, I, I was like oh, God, this is what Jay means. Like, yes. Your hip will take you out the game. So my hip stopped hurting. I think I had a little bruise, but the soreness went away. I didn't have any problems with my walking from my hip flexors. I was still limping, though. I couldn't bend my foot all the way. 
But how quickly I began to regenerate. Mm-hmm. That was my weight. What? I was so shocked to watch, you know, have front row seats to my body begin to correct itself and heal itself so quickly. And, you know, of course, I can only attribute it to my whole foods, plant-based diet, my regular and consistent exercise, mm-hmm. me just alone making the choice to book a hotel that was a half a mile away from my conference so that I could walk. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's where my mindset goes first when I'm going out of town. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking, okay, okay, we need to rent a car or we need right. to take public transportation. Just those habits that I have implemented over the last several years have made me been able to bounce back from a concrete fall that quickly. You know what I mean? People Your whole are, hip could have been taken out the game. whole hip could have been out the game. Really? Yeah, and no, I, no, I 100% believe it. And I was so proud in that moment. And I was so happy that I failed. Like, I was so... <laughs> I know, but I was so happy. I was like, wait, what? Are you, like, literally feeling? But I didn't have to cancel anything on my agenda. And I'm moving a little slower because of the limp. And that's going away, though. Like, I was like, this is crazy. So people need to believe, listen, this thing is not about chronic disease reversal and uh, uh, reversal this is about prevention it absolutely how many people can take a fall right now and not be out of commission how many people can take a fall and and not need someone to help them get up exactly i popped up off that street like what y'all looking at excuse me (laughs) right uh moving on nothing to see here yeah nothing to see here yeah i didn't have to lay there and wallow in my you know embarrassment and pain i hopped up yeah and that's why we train for you know, functional movement. Yes. Like, you know, like train for what mo- weights for what? If every day things like that happen where right. you know you get on the ground, do some planks, squat down so your joints can be like every day it's needed for everyday reality. That's right. You know, maybe you dropped your um wallet and it slid under a table. You gotta crouch down and get it. Like you need to go to the gym strictly for that. Yes. Like when I told you the lady knocked my um tray out of my hand mm-hmm. and she couldn't bend down to help me oh. she just stood there looking so sorry but she could not bend down to help me because she her body was not in a place where she could do those functional movements that sounds and so it was crazy really to sad me. to me and i wasn't mad or anything i just felt incredibly embarrassed and just really um saddened and disheartened by the whole thing like wow like if you if you were just to take care of your body and just treat it with kindness and exercise and eat right, it's just brings me to my weight. What my weight, what is not something that happened. It's not something that I experienced, but it was just a thought that I had with people saying, you know, about being not going to the gym or not working out or not eating healthy because it's uncomfortable and they hate it and this, this and that. And, you know, we spend a lot of time trying to tell people like, Find something you like. Like, if you don't like going to the gym, do some jumping jacks at home. Or if you don't like working out at home, go to the gym. If you don't like running, get on a treadmill. And my way, what is, like, really, like, you know what? We say all these things. Mm -hmm. But the truth is, you may forever hate working out. Yes. You may forever hate. That's just the bottom line. There's nothing out there for you. There's nothing (laughs) out there for you. But the thing about it is, the way what is. You would rather be uncomfortable and in discomfort for 24 hours a day versus being uncomfortable for one hour so you can be comfortable for 24 24, hours. No, because even while you're in the gym being uncomfortable, even in that one hour, you're looking in the mirror liking what you see. Yes. 
So we can say 23, we can subtract the one, or we can say 24 because and there's nothing better. Even when I'm at the gym hating the workout, I'm still looking in the mirror like I like what I see. Mm -hmm. I'm comfortable in my own skin. Mm -hmm. You know, I like, you know, the fact that I had two kids and I don't have a belly. So the trade-off, I'm, I'm just amazed at the trade. People are willing, not willing to trade 30, 45, an hour, hour and a half, whatever, of their day to be uncle, not even every day, right? That's the, that's the thing. Not, not even, even every day. day. Yes, yes, absolutely. But they're not willing to trade an hour, or whatever the, the time is, because Jillian Michael have thirty minute videos. Yes, to feel good and comfortable in their skin for ninety nine percent of the time. Yes, that is worth the trade off. And I was just thinking, like, wait, what? Like, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and admit it. I know I've been one to be like, find what you like and get bicycle, go to yoga, go to cycling, do whatever. But the truth is, some people just legitimately hate exercising, oh, and yeah. it's never going to change. Yes, my mentor, she's like that. She's like Lisa. I hate this every day. I said no. <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> you know, I train her three times a week. In her home, all she has to do is roll out the bed and stumble downstairs. That's it. She don't have to put on shoes. She don't have to get it, go out in the cold. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. She just has to let me in. And she unlocks the door. I let myself in. She doesn't even get up and open it. <laughs> and she's like, Lisa, if you didn't come here, I wouldn't do this. Right. And I'm like, really? Over a year later, that you have an adapt? She's like, no. Yeah. yeah. And so you're 100% right. And we have phenomenal sessions. We have a great time. We have a great relationship. But she's like, exercise ain't for everybody. Exercise you is not for everyone. It. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. And so I was like, you know what? Too bad. Put it on the list of things that you don't like that you do. I hate grocery shopping. I will never in my life, I don't care if I live to be a hundred and a thousand years old. I would never like grocery shopping. I will never like grocery shopping. But guess where I'm at every week? The grocery store. The grocery store. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Why? Because I'm not about to pull up in a fast food drive through and feed my family this. I'm not about to, No, I'm going I'm going to go. I don't care if I don't like it. Now what I do do is like we tell our, you know, the people that listen, do what you like the most. Okay. I'm a morning person. Go, I go early in the morning where it's not a lot of people. Well, you're more chipper. I, right. Well, you're I'm more not chipper. irritated. I do the try day. to make it better, but the, the, at the end of the day, I'm going to always hate it. It's not your bag. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. yeah, that's my way what that people would rather be uncomfortable in their own skin versus being uncomfortable for that minimal amount of time. It's like, come on now. The trade off is absolutely, I mean, come on. That's like buying a stock for 50 cents and getting a million dollar. I love it. You know, retirement. I love the like, analogy. Come on. Absolutely. Come on. You're right. You're yeah. absolutely right. No, did you want to lose that? But come on, you got what? You, what do you get back? Is the question. That's right. So yeah, let's 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 let's. I'm gonna stop pretending that you, you're gonna love. Okay, just find a a a, 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 a a a Zumba. I'm gonna stop pretending that everybody. Some people can and some people do. But if you're not that person, okay, don't be that person. But value your health and want to look good enough. To, to sac not sacrifice, to trade your time and put some effort into your body and your health. And get the return on investment. Yeah, and get your because return Because the return, the ROI, it surpasses anything you could ever invest in. You know what I mean? You only have one shot at this thing. You only get one body. You only get one chance. 
you know, how presumptuous of you to be making plans to be saving money for the future retirement accounts, mm-hmm. planning out what you're going to do when your kids graduate. Meanwhile, blood pressure is elevating. Meanwhile, blood pressure going up. Mm-hmm. Right. Meanwhile, going up. every year you look up at the new year is a few more pounds on your hips. Meanwhile, your pants size going up. How? How? How are you possibly making plans for tomorrow, next year, five years from now when you're not taking care of the vessel that's supposed to get you there? Mm. So you're right, Jay. I love it. Like, get over it. Get over it. And you can do what my mentor does. If you feel like I hate it so much, I can't rely on myself to show up. Pay somebody to show up for you. Mm-hmm. Pay somebody to be accountable too. Right. Because the, the fact of the matter is this exercise thing is non-negotiable. It's, there's literally no way to get around it. None. There's no way you have to do it. And then you have to make it a non-negotiable thing. So I love that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wanted to uh, talk with you about this article I read. Okay. Um, called uh, Rich Black People Have Worse Health Than Rich White People. Okay. First of all. Uh, no, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? When you said duh, I didn't feel like duh. I, I don't know why I thought the playing field was even when when we became rich. Honestly, I didn't feel like duh. I felt like, really? How? We go into richness already unhealthy, most of us. Like, I don't Yeah, understand. but I didn't, uh, I don't know. I guess I just don't, <laughs> it's like. I guess health can't be health can be like grandfathered in, like you know. Like, <laughs> oh, you've been healthy ten years. Keep the party going, but <laughs> I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, I thought like you know, okay, rich, rich, slate clean, slate clean. Let's see what you do from here. Right, I didn't even think you got money fact. now, so clearly health is now a priority. Right, girl. I think some people get rich going opposite direction. Like I can eat whatever I want, go wherever I want, yeah. pay somebody to do more things, making me more sedentary. Right. Yeah, I think I'm gonna read uh, a couple lines from this and, and see what you think about it. Um, so. Because I disagree with some of the uh, things they said in this article, although I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's uh, odd that rich black people have worse health than rich white people, because overall our health is uh, that much more worse than our white counterparts. Just historically, um, we're the most obese demographic. We're leading the pack in autoimmune diseases and hypertension and type 2 diabetes, quite unfortunately. So I'm not surprised that, you know, when you cross into another socioeconomic status that we have worse health. But apparently it's uh, article worthy. So I thought I would read a few lines from this article because I thought it was quite interesting. But it says that uh, enduring personal and institutional racism means that African-Americans and other ethnic minorities are faring worse than white people. For those groups, even a high income can't buy better health, according to new research. Uh, While people who live in Canada can expect to reach 82.2 years of age, for residents of the U.S., this figure is 79.3. This is partly down to a lack of health insurance. Um, It even goes on to talk about how richer people in the U.S. can buy the best health insurance, are more likely to live in neighborhoods with abundant green spaces, and can easily afford to eat well. African Americans have a shorter average lifespan and are at a higher risk of developing and dying from diseases like cancer and heart disease. Um, It says, 
uh, we, they found that black people still had more health disadvantages compared to white people and they had greater odds of having hypertension, lower mental health and obesity. Um, and, and to that, again, I say, duh, like, I don't think that just because you have more money that you will automatically be healthier because you will think that, okay, you can afford trainers now you can, afford, right. you can afford better quality food now. But that doesn't change your core values. Yeah, I don't think it changed. I didn't think it changed your core values. But what I did think it changed is how um, you want to be viewed in, in the public eye. Mm. You know, if I'm if, just like, you know, there's a, 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 anchor, a news anchor I used to train. She used to come in there faithfully because the, the camera added pounds on her. Mm hmm. And she was like, um, no, she's so much more beautiful in person than she is on the um, actual TV. And it did add pounds to her. Uh -huh. So I would just think just from vanity standpoint, just you going on tour or if you're a news anchor or if you're a CEO, whatever it is where you have more people looking at you just from the. That's strictly. Oh, excuse me. Strictly aesthetics. aesthetics. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Strictly aesthetics. I would think that someone would put more emphasis. And then I would think naturally, if you don't know anything and you get a trainer, that they're going to teach you how to eat healthier. And they're going to teach you how Absolutely. not to have a, a fat um, belly. And they're going to teach you how. So I just thought it came along the territory. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, th this line that I definitely, I think we both disagree with is that uh, even a higher income can't buy better health, which is so untrue. You say, oh, no, 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 not at a all. A better income can buy better health a thousand percent over. A thousand percent over. It just, okay, alone with insurance. Let's just say, let's just speak from insurance standpoint first. When you buy better insurance, it covers more. Yes. You know, it covers certain preventative measures. Yes. It covers um, deductibles. It covers co-insurance pay. It covers a lot of different things. But assurance aside, insurance aside... You you start running in circles who can teach you things like you said the executive um, yeah physical yeah it's just crazy you're you're around more people who have um, access just like we did the episode a while back uh, talking about uh, does more more money mean better health and it absolutely. absolutely does and on that episode I gave an example about Damon John who talked about talking to, uh, talking to one of his millionaire friends who just mentioned in passing about an executive physical. And he said, he was like, wait, what's an executive physical? He's like, oh, you don't know about an executive physical? You know, you pay this huge amount of money. I think it was 10 grand. And you get the, oh, they roll out the red carpet. Everything. You get the best of the best physicians to run all these huge diagnostics on you. And that's when they discovered he had that mass in his thyroid. Mm -hmm. And it could have been cancerous and they removed it. That was a preventative mess. He right. was like, I didn't even miss a day of work. That's how much it didn't inconvenience me because they caught it mm -hmm. so early. Mm -hmm. And the average person can't afford a $10,000 physical. Exactly. You know, and so more money absolutely does buy you better health. And that's what's so frustrating about the whole thing. Um, and I hate the number one that the fact that we bypass the fact when you go out of town, you're absolutely ridiculous. I, wait, wait a minute. Did, wait, wait a minute. minute. Wait it a hit minute. me. That was about 20 minutes ago. I don't care. I'm going back. No. Lisa don't want to be The statute of limitations is up on that conversation. <laughs> I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. 
first of all, I agree with you. I don't disagree that when I go out of town, I'm a bit ridiculous. Um, my adventurous spirit, or not even adventurous, just like it is adventurous. It's overly adventurous. Going into a mountain. Well, where were you? Thailand. That's not what we were talking about. We were talking. I was talking about me walking down the dark streets of Tribeca and right, New York and I City. I always try to tell you, like, chill out. You're super scary. Your chill and my chill are two very different chills. I don't care. I don't no, care. You should. No, I shouldn't. <laughs> you are ridiculous. And even you admitted it one time when you were running down an empty highway or something. You thought about me and you turned back like, okay, this might be too Oh, far. I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, my God. Where was I? I went jogging one morning and it was, oh, yeah, that was tough. <laughs> Yeah. You were like, okay, I'm going to have to admit. Yo, yo, I forgot about that. I did it. Okay. Every Chill. time I go somewhere, yeah, I take I take a bit of a risk. And it's not even intentional. It's just like, hey, I need to work out today. So I, I can't even remember where I was. I can see myself in the bus. Were me and Troy in Amsterdam? Nope. No, I can't it wasn't even, Amsterdam. It wasn't Amsterdam. I think it was the U.S. It was the U.S. Definitely the U.S. Wow. But it was it was ridiculous. And you were like, I just could see your face being so mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, yes. Oh, my god. I am mad the fact that you even started that mess. And the only reason I think you turned around was because it was like really no room to run or something with the cars coming. And I'm just like, it was desolate. Like, Oh, but see, I wish I remember I was in I was in Philly. I was in I was in Philadelphia. Not Philadelphia. It was the other major city in Pennsylvania that people go to. But it was Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I was in Pittsburgh. Okay. I was in go Pittsburgh on. and we were staying out in the suburbs, really suburbian. And I decided to go jogging one morning and I went, you know, and it was like some really backwoods, real yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, what where, where were we? All I'm just saying is that all I'm just saying is that a word? Is that a statement? It is now. All I'm just saying. All okay. I'm just saying. Oh, no, it's all good. We can move on. We can definitely move on. <laughs> okay. Because yeah, all, all I'm just saying <laughs> is, you know, stop being so la, la, la. This world is not la, la. All right. Where were we? Whatever. Press we- board. <laughs> Press board. Um, but yeah, you know. With the executive. Um, yeah. Yeah. More money does equal better health. Or should we say can equal better health? Can. Because you know, an individual just like no matter what socioeconomic status they are, does oh, right. have to take. So what's ownership. that saying you told me earlier that you loved about the information? Oh, um, that Les Brown said. He said, um, if it was just information, then everybody would be uh, skinny, rich, and happy. Right, right, right. And so it's not a matter of just having the information; it's definitely a matter of um, executing. Right, knowledge is not power. Knowledge is not power, and that's the. It, there's no such thing as when you know better, you do better. That's completely no, untrue. Completely <laughs> untrue. Completely untrue. So um, it's definitely a matter of application, which is always the hardest part. Um, I wanted to share this. There's this thing uh, called black woman meditation. Okay. Which is absolutely hilarious. Okay. Uh, I think we're going to wait to the end. I think we're going to wait to the end. After we read the pledge, I'm going to pull up this black woman's meditation. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know if I'm insulted or if it's a riot. So I'm going to play it for you. And you tell me what you think. 
But, oh my God, completely hilarious. You already said, you think it's funny. Okay. So own it. But at first, when I first started listening to it, I was a little offended. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It settled a little bit. Yeah, it settled a little (laughs) bit, and then it became funny. So, um, guys, stay tuned in. We'll be wrapping up here soon. But at the end, we're going to play a little meditation for you. Because I think we recently did the episode on, like, intimacy and psychological and emotional health. So when uh, my sister-in-law shared this with me, and I was like, no way. And so <laughs> when you listen to it, you're going you're gonna to die laughing. Okay. Um, but before we start to wrap up, I was think- it was one thing you mentioned offline that I wanted to talk about. And it was when people find out information about something that they're not. Oh, yeah. Currently doing. I want you to elaborate on that because I think it'll be really good for the people to hear really quickly. Okay. So I was talking to a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, and we were talking about, um, you know, plants. And she just had recently found out that plants are, um, well, certain plants are, has been injected with some type of chemical that makes them more green or makes them more, um, Mm. you know, and I was just. I have rewound the conversation back in my head. Like, well, even if they are injecting the plants with this chemical, being vegan still, and this is my opinion, and I'm not trying to say uh, we're so superior and this and that, but I do, in my opinion, the way I live my life is that I believe being vegan on a health level is superior to eating uh, dead animals and eating um processed food, fast food or anything. I think it's the healthiest lifestyle you can choose. That is just my take on how I want to live my life and lead my family. Mm -hmm. However, it's not to knock someone who is working out and doing their, their best version with that. That does not include the people who are just out here, just eating randomly. You're not included in that conversation. And I say that to say when she said that they're injecting the food with, um, you know, chemicals and dyes to make the, it was to insinuate that being vegan is not as healthy as it, as um, you think, as you think it it is. is. Right. And so it made me think like, okay, nothing you do, I don't care what it is, comes 100% foolproof where it's not going to be any negative, uh, anything on the side. Like it's going to always be something, whether you, like you, you're in med school. You can list rattle off 10, 10 things that it affects negatively in your life. I don't have as much time. Mm-hmm. I'm um, always studying. I got to whatever. But the bottom line is it's going to enhance your life in the future. Yes. And that brings me to why the conversation. Why are we even talking about the food being injected with something? I think a lot of people, what they do is they'll find like, for instance, you want to go to Howard, right? Yes. And let's say I was in another college, and I found one thing wrong with Howard. And I found one thing wrong with Howard. And so that would make me feel like my school is better because I found one thing wrong with Howard. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Just because I find something... Oh, oh I, found, I went on YouTube, and I seen that Howard is, um, you know, let's just say it was 10 rapes that happened last year. That does not make my school better than yours. Yes, yes. And yes, I think yes. a lot of people do that. They find be- to make whatever they're doing better, they will find fault in what you're doing. Yes. And you're not, it doesn't make, even if you find fault, it doesn't make whatever you're doing better by default. Because mm-hmm. you can find fault in anything. Yes, you can. But whenever you take the time out 
to find fault with something versus um, improving something that you're doing, you're wasting your time. Like long story short, you're wasting your time. I'm not going to spend, and if someone was trying to convince me about the Illuminati and I had to stop them short. I said, I'm not saying that the Illuminati is not real. I'm not saying that there's no real. I said, but what I don't want you to do and what I don't want to happen is that you give me this information. And now I got something on my plate that, that I have no control over that would not enhance my life. Like, I'd rather focus on me and the things that I have power over. If you don't want to be vegan, don't that's be vegan. cool. Right. Yeah. But focus on what, <coughs> I'm sorry, what you can do with your life. Yeah, I agree a thousand percent. And I think the thing that comes to mind when I think about that is the saying that says people love to find, to hear uh, good things about their bad habits. Again, people love to hear good things about their bad habits. They love to be validated in something that they're doing that they kind of know they probably shouldn't be doing. And so what we tend to do, or some people tend to do, like you said, is poke holes in your choices, poke, find fault or find flaws in your choices. So like you said, the way they're living their life can then be validated for themselves. Right. And I never feel like that. It's not like I look at somebody who smokes around their kid. Like I am amazing mother because you smoke around your kid. It's still like, okay, what can I improve with my kids? Yeah. It's, it doesn't make me feel like superior. I'm just top notch or superior. Yeah. Because I can find fault in you. And I wish people would stop doing that. Like, okay, yeah, they are, they're injecting um, plants. But if I wanted to be petty or if I wanted to be um, like tit for tat, I could just go. I have a laundry list of things uh, that they're doing to animals or that yeah. they're doing to dairy. Right. If you doing. really wanted to come back. But, but when you are... Really, and that's what I told you years ago, when you are invested in something for real, like someone said, health is almost uh, a religion. It's almost you. I'm so invested in this thing, and I'm so passionate about this, and I believe so wholeheartedly about it that I'm not even willing. I'm not even willing to do that with anybody. Yes. Because. I don't have anything to prove. I don't have anything to prove, and, I, and it's personal. Yes. It's so personal to me that I feel like when you attack certain health aspects, you're attacking me. Like, yeah. no, I spent years and invested thousands of dollars into this, you know, with um, certifications and CEUs to keep it in, you know, podcasts and, you know, our fit trips and all different. I've been, I'm, I'm invested in this. Yeah. Heart, mind, body and soul. So for me to debate with someone who's not even into that lifestyle, it almost is like. I don't even know the word. It's almost devaluing how important it is to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's like a doctor, a neurosurgeon debating with someone they just uh, bumped into at a Coney Island or something. Like, you don't even know anything about this. Right. You're what? not. Yeah. You're not even. It's apples and oranges. Right? Apple, you don't yeah, know. Yeah. So for you to go out and just Google or hear about something yeah, you're and not think even. you're going to make an impact on the time, knowledge, uh, an experience that I've invested into this lifestyle is super ridiculous. It, it really is. And I, and I catch, I have to constantly catch myself because people love to debate for debate's sake. You know, we both have um, experienced that where we 
you know, someone finds out, oh, you're really into health or you're really, you're a vegan or you don't eat this or you don't, and they instantly want to attack you. You can't, you ain't going to live forever. Right. Or, or so-and-so uh, died and they were vegan. How yeah, do you explain that? they had a heart that? attack and this, yeah. this, and that. Yep. And yep. then you instantly are on the defense. And I had to stop myself years ago. Like, you know what? One thing you're not going to ever be able to say to me is that I didn't give my all. Yeah. You're never going to be, like that comedian said, my one goal in life is for people to come to my funeral and not be like, well, you, we saw this coming. Right. Well, right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. This is not that surprising. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, that's my ultimate goal. Like, I want people to be shocked. If I do, if I did die, people are going to be like, wait, what, what, who, when, how? Yeah. You know, and some people, it's written on the wall. Even if it's not written on the wall, it ain't that shocking. It ain't that shocking. You were at White Castles every weekend and whatever. Right. We so saw that I'm coming. Doing right. My absolute best. And I don't know why people will have a problem. Oh, you're a fanatic or you got to die somehow or it ain't that serious or we've been eating animals since that we're supposed to. And, and all of this, you have so many other people who are destroying their health that you can be attacking, but you'd rather attack me. Right. It's just, I love it. It's just, you know, it's yeah, just, you know, I had to just make a decision. Like I got to catch myself, but I'm done with, um, debating with somebody who's not nearly invested. Yeah, if you're invested in it and if you're now, if I came to you with something, you are not going to probably oh, have, a, have grand a conversation. Debate. A meat eater, they're the bodybuilding, they lift and they like, no, I believe. And I, and I got my certification too. I'm a personal trainer. Let's talk about it. Oh, yes. we can talk, we can debate all night. But like I said, you just Google something right quick and now you trying to... Right, a, a story come up and you know they're adding color, to, like you said, they're adding color to vegetables and blah, blah, blah. And now you want to try... Nah, it's not even worth the conversation. It's not. It's not worth the conversation. So I think that's a really good point. Um, and, a, and a great takeaway here, guys, is that if you, when you get into that space where you decide to make significant changes in your life, regardless of the area that it's in, and someone tries to come in with their two cents... They're two cents and they haven't dedicated the time, energy or experience to that particular area. Take it with a very small grain of salt. And even if that person is so smart, I mean, I don't care if they have a Ph.D. and you don't even have a degree. I don't care. Intelligence it does not equal intelligence on every, yeah, on every yeah, level. Intelligence can definitely be compartmentalized. Yeah, it can be compartmentalized. So don't think that they're superior in everything. Yeah, they may be this and you may be that. But when you own your lane, and you know, own your lane. That's all I can tell you is own your lane. Yep. If your lane is, you know, media, if it's, you know, web design, if it's uh, with children, whatever it is, you know, stands on it. And don't, don't get distracted because people like to debate for debate's sake that's right i love it absolutely that's a phenomenal takeaway phenomenal takeaway um so i hope i hope there was a lesson there because i think we do get really intimidated sometimes even if it's our own space of genius what do you mean like you said if somebody comes and they uh are in some way superior like mm -hmm. with the degree or have more experience or are older and and if the majority of people tend to agree, agree with them, yeah. you know what I mean? Then we uh, get small and we dim our light in our area of expertise. Right. And so you're, you're right. It's extremely important to own your lane, like you said, and really stay, uh, have that fortitude and have that conviction mm -hmm. about what you stand for because nobody can come. I mean, I took a fall. I took a fall. I took a fall. 
and I'm nearly at 100%. Nobody can tell me that's not attributed to me feeding my body that allows it to regenerate that quickly for my cells and everything to heal that quickly. Let me you can't tell me my diet, my water, and my consistent exercise has nothing to do with that. It has everything. To it has everything. That. And, and everything. it's so silly of me or, or it's so silly to me that people would think that none of that matters. And so even though I'm not doing it your way. You know, even though you think it's no big deal if I drink sugar or yes, it is. I, I eat bacon or there's nothing wrong with fast food. It's everything wrong with that to me. Right. It just like, you know, we talk about cliches and how cliches are so amazing, but they're cliches. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest cliches that I think people just say, yeah, uh -huh, you are what you eat. But you really are. You really you are. Know, what you know, you yeah. eat lean food. You are lean. You eat fat food with fatty, um, you know, you become fat. Yeah. You, you eat alkaline foods, you're more alkaline. You eat acidic foods, you're more acidic. Right. You you are what you eat, you and you are what, what you eat ate. Right? I always forget to say that. Yeah. So whatever those cows and chickens um, and all those animals were fed, which is usually a bunch of grain and soy, which is not their original diet. Their original diet is plants. So if they're feed a, fed a bunch of grain and soy, guess what? Right. I was just telling somebody about when you told me that uh, truck got hit and the cows was eating... The Skittles. Skittles. And, yeah. uh What is the word for the, the candy that was wrong? Um, oh, defective. Defective candy. Yes. And I was like, um, I was just so shocked. And they were like, well, I was like, they was like, well, you really think that that's what they ate for the majority of the time? They was like, yeah, they may have ate it for that one trip. I mean, that's not really what they eat. That's not really what their diet is. That's, you don't, you know. And I'm like, you're right. You're right. I don't know what they eat. Right. But the point is they were eating that and we don't know if that's what they eat every day or not. <laughs> right. So I'm going to go on the side of caution and yes. assume that's what they eat. Why would you assume the opposite? Yes. Just, <laughs> I'm not going to debate with you that they may be eating something different. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm going to be cautious. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's just, you know, we, we, we're very, 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 very passionate about this thing. And I, you know... We've been at it for years, years. banging this thing out yes, and, absolutely. and kind of like piecing all these things together. So if you have been rocking with us for years, thank you. You already know our level of just <laughs> conviction. <intensity>. Yes. <laughs> and, and for those that are new, thank you for tuning in. I hope you stay tuning in. Yes. But this is us. Every, every episode, episode, every podcast. Offline, online. We are <laughs> definitely going to relate everyday situations to tie it right back into your health because at the root of who you are it is with the things you put into your body the root of what you think is what you put into your body the root of how you make your goals and set your finances how you teach your kids how you teach yourself what you allow is di directly yes. related into what you put in to your body it is you know for me to sit here and say that, it may sound a little bit um, extra, but that that's the part where you have to step in and say, let me, I like when people say, I don't believe you. I'm glad. That, <laughs> that means you're going to do further research. That means you're going to take it a step further and say, let me see if that's true. And I like that because that's what got me on my natural hair journey. Mm. One little video, one little video said, let me see how I can twist my hair. That video led me into never wearing weave for about maybe how many years? It's been years. I've been natural for years because one video, I was like, I want to see how to twist my hair. 
You know, I right. don't want to pay nobody. So I, think, I think I can do it. Right. And I went on a YouTube video and then another YouTube video populated. Then another YouTube video. Absolutely. And I got it snowballed. It snowballed. Yep. And here I am now with my hair has been locked up for years. Yes. You know? Right. And so don't believe me. Do your own, please do your own research right. about dairy and being vegan and what's more. We want that because yes. we want you guys to leave, you know, uh, us a review. Wait, where do they leave their review at? Uh, they can leave their review on iTunes. They can leave a review on SoundCloud and Stitcher. So we're available on all three platforms. Yeah, leave us a review. If you enjoy the podcast, leave us a review. Absolutely. Leave us a review. Um, and if you're in the market, you're like, okay. Y'all said something today that's kind of got me thinking that maybe I can dig deeper into this health thing. Then definitely go to the blackhealthacademy.com. Um, there you can uh, sign up for the podcast to get, you know, notifications. You can also uh, enroll in the academy. Listen, guys, it's $29 a month. Super affordable. For $29 a month, you get access to four schools inside the academy. That's the master school where we go have master classes on chronic diseases, prevention, and reversal. You get access to Plant You, which is full-on plant-based nutritional coaching. Mm -hmm. And then you get access to Plank You, which is all our phenomenal workouts. And finally, Sci-Fi, which addresses psychological fitness. So for $29 a month, you can begin to invest in your health and get inundated in this community. Because if you don't keep it top of mind, it's so much easier to revert back to your comfort zone. So our goal with the Black Health Academy is to create an entire movement across the world where we are in the driver's seat of our own health. So please go to the blackhealthacademy.com. Get on our email list. Like subscribe to this thing. Get this knowledge and constantly things coming up in your feed and your email because that's how you become mm -hmm. or that's how you begin to make it a core value. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really, really important. As always, at the end of every episode, we're going to read the Black Health Academy pledge. So if you're new to this podcast, we read this at the end of every episode and you can find it on the website theblackhealthacademy.com slash podcast. And this is a pledge kind of to help you. It's a life mantra which, help, which helps you solidify the core value of health in your life. So we're going to read this. And then at the end, I'm going to play for you the Black Woman's Meditation. And I can't okay. wait to hear <laughs> what you think about it. Okay. Okay. So here's the Black Health Academy pledge. I, the Black, the Black Health, Health Academy, Academy Pledge to honor my mind and body with nourishment, movement, and intentional mindfulness. My health and that of my kin. Sorry. My health and that of my kin are among my highest priorities. I will control that which was within my control. I am the sole driver of what lays the foundation of my body, mind, soul, and spirit. I am determining that giving up is not an option. My destiny is my doing. My life depends on it. So that's the Black Health Academy pledge. Again, you can find that at theblackhealthacademy.com slash podcast. Um, also, the Black Health Academy, guys, uh, we do a lot of events. As well, and so we will be at the Naturalista Expo. So, if you're in Metro Detroit, we'll be at the Naturalista Expo on March 24th. This is available um, at the. You can get the link at the Black Health Academy on Instagram. Just click the link in our bio. You can hear read more about the actual event. 
will be vending and then I'll also be speaking at the event as well. So that's the Naturalista Expo in Detroit, Michigan on Saturday, March 24th. So that's an event we have coming up. So finally, we're going to move into the black, it's called Meditate Like a Black Woman. Again, my uh, sister-in-law shared this with me. And so I thought it was really, really interesting. So I'm going to play it for you guys uh, (laughs) to hear what you think. Here we go. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. Yes. Yes. Morning. Morning. Yes. Yes. Be. Be. Yes. Yes. I done hollered. I done hollered. Yes. Yes. This ain't what you want. This Yes, yes, don't come for me, don't come for me, yes, yes, I can't with you today. with you today. Yes. Yes. Now open your eyes. Now open your eyes. Yes. Yes. the black woman's meditation uh, <laughs> i'm mad i'm sorry i'm mad i didn't know how I felt i'm that. so mad i'm sorry it's not funny so it's absolutely ridiculous um i was in my feelings a little bit at first about it now it's just hilarious uh but again guys you can follow us at the black health academy on facebook and instagram we're here every two weeks this is a bi-weekly podcast we also have a bi-weekly blog and i'm really happy to say the team is really growing at the black health academy we just hired two people and so we're excited to really create this movement uh, at the black health academy until next time we'll see you back here in two weeks until then be well